This must be kind of what it feels like to live through wartime, you know? I think back to World War II or something like that, when it's just sort of on everybody's mind and it's what everybody's sort of doing and talking about and thinking about. I kind of wonder, is this sort of like that? And I am thankful, of course, for the hope that we have because these are dark days and um, sometimes hope is hard to, to hold on to. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. Welcome to Between the Grooves. It's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And this week's episode features a great conversation with Josh Wilson. We're going to be chatting with him about where he's at today, what life has been like over the last several months, I guess a year now, uh, mm-hmm. with this whole uh, pandemic. Uh, of course, it's impacted everybody, but uh, we'll see what he's been doing. So he's been doing a little bit of creative stuff too, just trying to generate some income. So we'll find out all about that. That is coming up in just a bit. But before we get to it, I guess we should remind everyone about Community Corkboard. Community Cork. Now stop. But yeah, hey guys. <laughs> if you have anything, whether it's a new song or an event or something cool that you're up to and you want to share it with, the, with our listeners, let us know. Let us know. You can email us. What's the email there, JK? Between the grooves at faithstrongtoday.com. There we go. Come on. And we'll put your posting on Community Cockpit. Like that. Yeah. I'll even do the little song for just for you. Great. Great. Yeah, you can you can also hit us up on social media. Uh, you can oh, find yeah, us true. Twitter, Facebook at Between Grooves. So how you doing? Hey man, I'm good. I'm ready to party. Why? Why? Because it's Monday, and guess what? What? It's spring. <sighs> you know what comes with spring, right? No. What? It also means tax season. Oh God, I'm triggered. <laughs> That's don't. Dude, I always like tax season because I get money back, you know, I, uh-huh. you know, between charitable donations and putting money aside for uh, retirement and whatnot. And I always like getting money back. I'm not in a huge panic to get it done this time around. <laughs> Just, sure. Like I already kind of know where I'm, you know, um, putting all the money towards that I do get back. And it's, you know, it's not like I can buy myself a, a new microphone or something like that or right, a new toy. Right. Um, it's it's all accounted for. But I suppose it'll be a little different this year for many artists and musicians throughout North America, throughout the world for that matter. Depending on your financial circumstances, there could be some tax implications on stimulus checks, emergency response payout, um, employment insurance, Normally you'd be you'd be paying on honorariums and performance fees anyways, right? But this year I suppose it's going to be a lot smaller amounts to look at. There's there's the merch sales that, you know, perhaps you've been able to uh to get uh virtual tip jars. You've been doing a lot of that. What does yep. it look like for you, Drew, other other than negative <laughs> yeah but essentially what you just said right there it's the tricky part for me like the honorariums and stuff i had a few i had a few gigs which was great online things that was wonderful but it's the tip jar that's going to be so <laughs> such a pain sort of going back and you know grabbing all the records thankfully i did everything through paypal or through my bank so it's easy to find sure but it's finding all these small little things like a dollar here a dollar there or a couple hundred bucks here whatever it is that's going to be tricky. So I can't wait. I know. I, I know a lot. This. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Like in, in, if you're in a sales type capacity, you might get yourself like a gas card where you're putting all your gas charges, your fuel for your vehicle, yep. on on the gas card, so that at least you've got a summary each month and and at the end of the year saying here's here's all you spent on gas versus just putting it on your credit card or paying cash and right. then and then right. saving all the receipts to to kind of remember and then adding it all up or whatever. Right. So the fact that the you that you used PayPal probably a helpful thing. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But but what about I mean, did you do anything in merch sales at all and 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 
I did some album sales because I released a couple albums last year. So, uh, so that I got a, t- but same thing. It all goes through my PayPal. So that okay. again, that okay. really, really helps. Right. Yeah. And what about, yeah. um, income from, you know, your streaming services, Spotify, Apple, whatever. There's income. Yeah. Well, the, the very small amounts, I suppose, doesn't account the, under the, a certain the, amount. The, the, the $5 of uh, streaming. Did. Um, you know what? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would need to, uh, sort of send that in as well but that, again that's also easier because you can just go to your um your i don't know what the word is like the summary page or whatever that gives you all that yeah info. yeah 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 exactly so that's quite do easy. you do your own taxes or do you farm that out do you have an accountant um i do have an accountant um because i'm not smart enough to do my own taxes i'm sure for me i'm like i know i'm gonna miss something i know there's gonna be something that like a cool trick or cool rule right. that i should have known that i don't know so I gather all the information. I do all the spreadsheet stuff. And I just give it to my tax person, and they just sort of. I mean, I do I do all that pre work anyways, and I do a lot of that in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do my own taxes. I use software. There's software out there, and I cool. and I do it myself. And the only reason why I haven't gone to you know get an accountant to do it or some other company to do it for me is because, I mean, I look at what you know, I got taxed on over the year as far as income tax is concerned. And then I look at how much money I'm getting back. And quite frankly, there isn't a big difference between the two figures. And I figure if I get an right. accountant, how much more can they get me? Right. Right. And if, and right. you know, I don't mind paying money out for an accountant if, if, you know, they can tell me I'm going to get $500 more or something like that. Great. Right. You know, that's worth right. the investment to pay a hundred bucks or whatever it costs for an accountant to do your taxes for right. it. But I mean, I'm doing all the work anyways, as far as collecting all the data, I put everything in the spreadsheet. I've got all these different tabs on that's the spreadsheet. Right. And so it's just like filling in the blanks on the tax software and hopefully I'm, I'm, you know, doing it correctly. I have been audited in the past. I had some medical expenses that I put in a couple of years ago. And because I never put medical expenses in there, all of a sudden I did, I guess I got flagged by, by the government, the tax office, and they audited me, wanted proof of, you know, receipts and stuff like that, which is it's a pain in the neck, but you spend a couple hours getting the info to them and hope and pray that they don't audit you again. Cause that's just a just a pain. Oh man, you know? yeah, I bet. You know? Well, it'll be, uh, it will be interesting, I guess, for a lot of folks. Um, certainly, yeah. the the income will have dwindled and shrunk considerably over you know previous yeah, that's years. For sure. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, there's tax breaks with all of that as well, depending on you know your financial circumstances and your family income and and whatnot. So, that's right. That's yeah. right. It will be interesting. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should get right to our conversation with Josh Wilson. Uh, this is this is one of these conversations, Drew. That um, I, I kind of wish I kind of wish we had face to face because this is the type of conversation you have at the coffee shop, right? You're yeah, sitting right. you're sitting at a table and just chatting, and it's the kind of conversation where you just lose track of time. You're just having fun, you know, talking about anything and everything. And in this particular case with Josh Wilson, first of all, he's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, yeah, he does. and also, I mean, this guy's been around in the music business for a while. He, he knows his stuff. Everybody loves his music, but what has life been like for him for the last 12 months or so? What has he been doing and how has it impacted his family and, and what right. has he done with his time? Right. And yeah. so this is, this is a great conversation. Josh Wilson, let's get to it. We're going between the grooves right now. It's not a problem. As long as I sound okay to you guys, it's fine. Yeah, no, you sound great. Yeah, cool. you do. Yep. I mean, we're not recording an album, so... Um, Wait, we're not? What is this? <laughs> oh, I thought we were recording an album. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong guy. Sorry, guys. See you later. <laughs> Here I am locked in my ISO booth. That's oh, yeah. One. That's it. That's it, man. I we'll use it. that. We'll yep. use that. Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. That's right. Well, Josh, what a privilege to have you on the show. Um, I've been playing your stuff forever, um, and and that's undeniable. Ooh, I see what you did there. Little segue, you know, your latest nice. single. Sorry, did you nice. like that, Drew? Nice. That was good. That was good. I'm sorry. I'm, I do a lot of dad jokes, and that drives Drew nuts. Tell me, Should I gotta just, hear your best dad joke, and I'll tell you mine. No, 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 I don't have a best dad joke. They just come out when I when they come out. You know. Okay. Okay. So if if it happens in our conversation, great. If if not, well, then I'll be funny another time. You need to get one good joke that's guaranteed to ha- to to get a laugh, and then anytime someone, you know, commands you to tell a joke, you'll have it ready. 
Sometimes That's it's right. just, That's you know, right. uh, I've been to music festivals where uh, one of the uh, perks, I'll say, of the job is the fact that you get to be backstage and you get to introduce artists to the stage once in a while. So I've I've done that once. I think it was... Uh, <laughs> I think it was Jordan Felice. And of course, the fashion, of course, is the ripped jeans and stuff like that. So I went up on the stage and I said something to the effect of, hey, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jordan Felice will be taking stage uh, very, very soon. And uh, he's got his merch table set up in the back. Make sure you buy stuff because, I mean, his he's got holes in his jeans. He can't even afford new jeans. So just help him out and buy some of his <laughs> that's merch. Right. That's right. You know, so that's the extent. Like that. That's the extent of the stuff I do, you know. Uh, not, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure anyone bought merch that night because I, I think I, <laughs> yeah. I saw holes in his jeans. Right, still. same jeans. I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, poor guy. Oh man. Uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about fashion, right? Is that a thing in CCM music? I I find everybody has their little shtick. Everybody has their like Jordan. It's his hat. Uh, it, J- Josh, is it your beard? It it might be. Uh, let's let's go ahead and start this by saying that I'm the wrong guy to talk about fashion. Uh, I'm of the the Steve Jobs camp where I wear the same thing every day just to eliminate that decision from right. my life. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. I, and it's not because I I think I'm better than fashion. I, I mean, first of all, I have no idea what's cool anyway. Speaking of being a dad, uh, and then you know, second of all, I just like to just put on something and then just get on with my day. But so I guess yeah, maybe it's the beard because that's always there and it varies in length, and so. Uh, I guess my beard goes in and out of fashion. When beards are in, I guess I'm cool. And then when that right. trend is not cool, then I, I also am not cool because the beard stays. Well, it's definitely right. it's definitely cool cool over the last year, right? With the pandemic and everything else going on, uh, nobody can go to the barber or the hairdresser, and it's become right. it's become this this the whole it's got a whole life of its own. Like as far as grooming and and whatnot, I mean, do you, Drew, you got a beard? Is is that a thing? A beard. Like, do you got, spend I, do you spend time in front of the mirror with this beard? I mean, today no, but generally speaking, yeah. If I'm leaving the house, definitely, <laughs> yes. Grooming, putting the oil in, and the yeah, for sure, man. I gotta look. good. I have you know gone through a beard oil phase, and yes. I liked it a lot. Unfortunately, it it made my skin break out, uh, and so oh, I had to yeah. stop using it. But I'm I am um I like the idea of of a good beard oil. Now, actually, yeah. Becca. My wife, we've been married um, 11 years now, and maybe two or three years ago, I shaved my beard completely for the first time, and she had never seen me without a beard. And oh, wow. I was actually just really curious what my face looks like without a beard, <laughs> and um, and we both decided I, I'm not going to do that again. So <laughs> neither yes. one of us liked yes. what I looked like, so, so here I am. Right. I have a beard again. So when you shaved the beard, did you have kids at the time? Yeah. Yeah. And my son, he, you know, he was probably two. Uh, so old enough to for it to weird him out a little bit. Right. Because you've right. seen so, you've yeah. seen the videos online where, where a little kid sees their dad with a beard every day. And then then the dad, you know, shaves the beard off, comes back in the room and the and the baby or the, the young kid just freaks out because they don't recognize who it is. That's right. I Thankfully, he would still come near me and let me hold him and stuff. Uh, it wasn't wasn't quite. I don't think it would have been like a viral YouTube video. Right, but but, but he was cautious. The, the, <laughs> yeah, and the, yes, the family consensus was, "Hey, Dad, grow that thing back." Right. I, I, I keep like some like sometimes I have like leftovers stuck in the beard, which is <laughs> oh. handy. Come on, guys. Where we get lost in the woods or something? I see that as a feature, not a bug. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. Where yeah, is that sure. PBJ? Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> I got it right here, yo. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I was saving it as a. It was going to be a snack later on. There we go. That's right. right? Yeah. Guys, this is a family show. We have, we got to keep that in mind, okay? There could be well, young yeah, children kid, listening. They might get scared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they might not yeah. necessarily love the the beards with the you know stuff in it. Hey, if they're hungry enough, they'll eat anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Y'all, lately I have been um, I have been learning how to hide things I don't want to share with my five year old son. So, like, <laughs> if I if I know we have ice cream in the freezer um, and he doesn't. After dinner, I'll kind of go like make a secret bowl, but still sort of try to be present with my family and I'll sort of sneak around the wall and like take a bite. And yes. uh, about half the time, he'll sort of catch on to what I'm doing. But I don't know if you guys have any strategies for 
hiding snacks from kids. I, I would appreciate. Okay, it. I have one that I that I used this uh, within the last week. Okay, uh, I'm I'm a huge butter tart fan, and my wife oh, buys yeah. these this tray of butter tarts that are you know freshly made. There's like nine of them in this tray. And I've got two teenage kids. My my teenage son loves butter tarts as well. And so they go missing when when he's taking them. Like he'll eat three in an hour type thing. And I'm a, you know, I'm a firm believer in sharing, right? My daughter doesn't care for them. So that's fine. So it's really up between the two of us. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, as a dad, you know, you've got to train your kids to share and to be thinking of others and, and whatnot. If there's nine in that tray, then four are mine, in fairness, okay? And so the other day, you know, my wife had just bought this tray of butter tarts, and I think I had one, and within three hours, three of them were gone. So what right, I did so. is I, I grabbed two of them. Uh, I, this was the next day. So the next day I grabbed one because I ate it after my lunch or something like that, and I figured, you know, I'm due to have two more, and there was, I think, three left in this tray at this point. So I grabbed two of them, I put them in a Tupperware, and I put them in the back of the fridge. That's what I do too. Because because yes. what kid, what child out there is going to be looking into in, into the Tupperware containers? Those exactly. are leftovers, right? I so like that's that. right. So that's what yeah. I did, and it worked. And uh, yeah, uh, of course, that's when he exactly saw me right. eating it, he's wondering where the heck did you get that butter tart from? But I wasn't well, going to lose you know, my my you know my you know butter what you tart. tell him because because you paid for it, you have to take a dad tax. So like automatically, that's right. Automatically, whatever like as the pie starts out, you take out you know, whatever the percentage of the dad tax is, you take it out, set it aside, and then you split the remaining and you still get part of that new split. But the yeah, dad tax is right. off the top. It's like, that's what we do with Halloween candy. You know, I get I get first dibs. That's the dad tax. And then the that's rest right. we can all share. That's fair. Yep. That's yep. fair. Absolutely. Exactly. That's now right. we could that's we right. could talk about charging rent as well, but that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> Whole different story. Whole different story. No, I'm just saying when they're teenagers and they're working- Mm. We'll just leave it at that. It's like a reverse allowance. I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> reverse allowance. Because when they're teenagers, they eat a lot, right? Yeah, they do. And and yeah. they may not be because the excuse is when you're working a part-time job and you're in school, the excuse is you don't have time for chores. Well, there comes the rent money, right? There's the That's rent money. That's pretty good. Yeah. There's I like the way money. you think. How to make money when your kids get older. That's right. I like Think that. about I'm retirement. There you go. I'm taking notes, man. That's good. <laughs> Me too. Good stuff right this there. is really good. So, Josh, what has the last twelve months been for you? And um, I'm hearing a lot about you know people starting podcasts. I'm hearing a lot about people writing books. Um, what about you? What have you been doing the last twelve months? Well, you talking about all these other people is making me feel very, um, I guess, not that productive. But I I have doubled down on what I feel is the most important part of um, my calling, and that's writing songs. So I've been writing a lot more songs, mm. um, which has been fulfilling. Um, spending a lot more time with my family. So I'm married. Uh, Becca and I have been married 11 years. We have a five-year-old son. And obviously, we've all spent a lot of time with our families over the last year. I've tried to be as intentional as possible. So last March, when everything shut down in the beginning – we tried to have a picnic lunch uh, every day. So I, I write from home. I, I write down here in my studio. And no matter what, we'd always try and at lunchtime uh, go out in the front yard together if the weather was nice and, and have lunch. And then, you know, I, I, I'm done for the day around four or five and just try and be really intentional about being with my family during this time. So, you know, there are some days that are better than others. We all know that eventually any, any given one of us might need some space, but um, certainly I've enjoyed um, more time with my family, uh, mm. writing more songs. And then um, I have been playing some outdoor shows in the in the prettier weather. Uh, I've been playing in people's backyards. Uh, we found sort of a safe way to, to play music during the pandemic um, when the weather's pretty. And um, I, I bought a little uh, travel trailer, a little RV. And um, we actually have been doing what's called the RV Lutionary Tour. And, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was my wife's idea. I can't take credit for the name of it, but uh, yeah. So it's me and a tour manager, and, and we hop in the car and trailer, and we just drive to people's homes and play in their backyards. And from September to December, I played probably twenty-five shows. Um, 
And then as the weather's starting to warm up, I'm going to start doing some more of those. But um, yeah, I, you know, I did the whole kind of live stream thing that everybody was doing. And I think we all yep. eventually sort of got tired it tired of looking at our computers and, you know, yes. but I, so I wanted to play live music like, like we all have been wanting to happen, but I wanted to do it in a way that I felt was still safe. Um, and so that's, that's what we did is these outdoor intimate um, invite only shows at people's houses. It's been a lot of fun. I spent pre pandemic. That's, I was actually a, the main thing that I would used to do. I, uh, I'll do, you know, larger church events, but a big part of my year was spent just traveling around doing house shows. Um, and it was such an amazing experience for both me and for the fans. And, and also just like as a music business guy, like it just worked really well because you can do yes. like Monday through Friday, do these house shows, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do the larger stuff. And so it kept you right. going. It kept money in your pocket and it kept you in front of people all the time. I, and I, and plus there's so much fun. Like there's food, you're hanging out with people. I miss, yeah. I miss that so much. Yeah, it's it's really watching, funny. And it's actually sorry, something ahead. I well, I was just gonna say, even after all this is over, I'm gonna keep doing it. You like you said, in addition yeah. to my other normal shows at churches and festivals and all this stuff, I, I'm gonna keep doing this for sure because like like you said, it's it's intimate. You get to meet everybody at the show, people can do requests. Um and and a lot of times it's hard to route a, a weekend. Like if you have a show in one place and then your next show is two days later, but it's fifteen hour drive. Well, where right. are you going to play in the middle of that? And it's a lot easier to find a person and a house than it is like a, a venue that's going to just so happen to be able to host you that day. Especially exactly. if they are, especially if it's like like a church or, or something and they don't normally have a midweek service or whatever, they would have to do something special just to accommodate you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been really fun. The, the puzzle of of the, where you play has just been easier to put together because there are more options. Do you manage right. all of that yourself? Well, um, I sort of tag team with my manager. His name is Mike, and he sort of helped me brainstorm how to put it all together. And so we accept offers on a on my website, uh, joshwilsonbackyard.com. And it's just a, basically a Google form you fill out. You say, here's where I live, here, here's when I'm wanting, and here's what we can offer. And then Mike and I will sort of go through and see what makes the most sense in terms of routing and the bills we have to pay and things like that. That's an easy way of doing it too. That's a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. It takes the, the, the heavy work out of your, your hands and puts it on them. And so you can just pick and choose what works for you yeah. and go from there. And that's that's pl- what I used to have. Them and, well. and plug it once in a while on social media. So people know it's exactly. there and, and then they go on there and if they're interested and then if it works mutually works between them and you, that's great. That's right. Yeah. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. It's been fun. There's been a couple other little side hustles I've, tried to do you know because touring is 90 percent of the way we make our living uh, in terms of yeah. financially so when that shuts down you know we're not paying the bills so i i figured out a way to still stay on the road but then also on my web store have been doing handwritten lyrics of my songs and also um so someone can pick out a song and say to so and so and i'll handwrite the whole thing and send it to them and they can frame it you know and then also do like personalized song videos if they want to send me performing a song dedicated to someone else i've been doing that as well so trying to get creative on that front when i was in school when i was young and i got in trouble the teacher made me write lines so what you're saying is you're punishing yourself by handwriting the lyrics over and over again for people (laughs) i guess what i'm saying is i found a way to pay my bills by punishing myself okay okay just so we're clear right Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of kids and how much they eat, um, my son my son eats about a lyric sheet a day. <laughs> he can translate it to to meals, family meals. That's I got to awesome. write one of those a day to feed my family. That's well, that's funny. hilarious because you're looking at the business plan of this whole thing and and you know putting you know one lyric sheet equals this. Uh, you need to do you know three or four lyric sheets sheets per day right. to to that's buy the right. groceries and stuff. That's great. Yeah. If you guys want tacos. I got to sell, you know, two. If you guys want steak this weekend, we got to sell five. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and when your son gets older, he can be plugging this stuff and promoting you as well. And and you put the onus on him, right? I, I like it. I, yeah. I can even say like handwritten lyric sheets by my son and then just make him do it. Right. Perfect. Over and over again. Spelling That's mistakes it. and all. It's going to be worth something yeah, yeah. down the road, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So one of the things that's going to happen, I suspect, with a lot of people as people do start working again, but specifically in the music industry, uh, when you start spending more time away from home, uh, do you do you think that your family, your wife and your son are going to go through some kind of withdrawal? That They've said that about, about, about pets, right? You know, people that work from home and that are at home all the time, they're, if they've got a dog or whatever, they've said that, you know, the dog is getting used to you being there all the time. And then all of a sudden you're back to work. And now this dog's thinking, what the heck's going on? Where do you go? Right. Do you think you're going to have that in your family? Probably so. Uh, it's crazy that the pandemic has been one fifth of my son's entire life, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and this, this year, of course, has been the most cognizant he's been in his life of anything. So of, of all his memories, he'll have the most from this last year because before that his brain was developing and, you know, we don't remember a lot before we're three or four. So yeah, he's gotten used to me being here. You know, I've still been traveling, so it's not like we're going to have to rip off the band-aid completely. Um, but yeah, I, I do think once things really get back into swing, uh, there will be some adjustment. Um, but in a way I, I think at least my wife and I have, have gotten used to the routine of me touring. Um, I'm, I'm typically out maybe two weekends a month mm-hmm. on average and she and I've gotten used to that. And, and it actually is kind of a healthy rhythm for us because I'm, I'm an introvert. And when I'm on the road, whether, you know, in a hotel room or on an airplane, that's sort of my time to think and read and be quiet. And, um, and then when I'm gone, she kind of gets a lot of stuff done around here that wouldn't necessarily happen. So yeah, my son is kind of the wild card there on how he's going to respond once all everything picks back up, but we'll see. I think young children in this day and age are going to think that face masks are the norm. I think you're, yeah, it's actually, it's no big deal to him. Right. Like I said, the, the last year it's been, it's just what we do. You know, you put on a mask yep. and, yeah. uh, and it, I, I do think he misses, you know, being around his friends. That's, that has been, that yeah. has certainly taken a toll. And as an only child that breaks our heart that he hasn't had more interaction with kids. So that's, I think that's probably been the hardest part of this whole thing for our little family is just, you know, the inability for him to be with friends as much as we wish he could. I have a niece who had a baby around uh, maybe eight months ago or so, and maybe a little less than that. And because of restrictions and health and safety and everything else, uh, this baby was only held by her parents. Uh, So my niece and and, uh, her husband for the first six months or so, and only now is getting to see and know other people in this world. And that's, mm. that's sad. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because, yeah. you know, as a baby, you know, the, even, even her, uh, my niece's parents didn't even hold the baby or were in the same room as the baby for like three months. And it's like, that's, that's the opportunity yeah. to, to, to the bond and everything else. And they didn't yeah. get that opportunity. And I feel so bad for young children that have been born in the last year where they just yeah. don't know what life is really like or what should be, what it should really yeah. be like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's heartbreaking when you start to think of all of the individual scenarios and stories that have, uh, have been so tragic over the last year. Of course, so many people who have, who passed away, but also others yeah. who've been affected, you know, post COVID, if they've had it, uh, their, their lives have been changed, you know, um, for the worse, you know, in terms of health. And, and then like you're saying, all the stories of isolation, you know, whether it's, I've got friends who, who live alone, you know, they're single and, uh, the last year has just been heart wrenching. Um, this has been, this has been a tough year. My wife and I talk about, um, this, this must be kind of what it feels like to live through, uh, wartime. You know, I I think back to, World War II or something like that, when it's just sort of on everybody's mind and it's what everybody's sort of doing and talking about and thinking about, um, I kind of wonder, is this sort of like that where you don't really see some sort of clear end in sight and your life is so, so different from the way you wish it could be and the way that it used to be. Um, and I, I am thankful of course, for the hope that we have, um, 
you know, because these are dark days and um, yeah. sometimes hope is hard to, to hold on to. And so what, what you're talking about, yeah, bringing a baby into the world and grandparents not being able to hold it for six months or a year or, um, you know, my granddad who had COVID and went in the hospital and nobody could go visit him. And he's 88, you know, laying in there by himself. And um, thankfully he, he made it through. But I just think of all of those. I mean, there are millions of stories like this that have come out of the last year. And there's also a lot of beauty that's come out of it. I think folks have been incredibly kind to each other in so many scenarios. And um, I'm thankful to see that. But man, this, this last year, uh, man, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been hard. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, like you said, like, uh, I think the kindness and generosity that we are seeing definitely gives people hope. It's awesome to see that. It's our way of, oh, I'm going to pull a JK. It's our way of, Pushing back at the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Title. There you go. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, you're sorry. right. I had, though. I, had to, I, I, I had to drop that. It, it, you know what I mean? So I think that's the one good thing is that, sorry, not the one good thing, but there's a few, but that's the one thing that I love seeing is that people are really rising up to the challenge to kind of help each other out. Because um, remember yes. the early days of the pandemic, it was like, super selfish and no, fearful. That's, that's not your toilet paper. That's my toilet paper. Exactly. Oh, right. It's like, oh my God, people come on. Right. But now we're seeing the opposite. It's like, Hey, what yeah. do you need? I have lots. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. And yeah. so I'm like, I mean, it's, this is so hard. It's so rough. And I, 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 I hate, I hate this place, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's, I, it's wonderful to see so much hope happening. It really yes. gives me, it gives me hope, you know, to see that. Yeah. You know, in in saying that, Drew, I mentioned this a few weeks back. Um, I had a situation where I had to self isolate at home, and it wasn't anything serious. It was it was, and I shared the story previously about uh, my son had to get a COVID test, and as soon as you get a COVID test, you've got a basically the entire family has to isolate until you find out the results. And if if it tests positive, then you all have to isolate for a couple of weeks. But if it's negative, then you can go about your, you know, your daily life again. But when you're isolating, you really can't go anywhere. And that that was the situation I was in. And can I tell you, one of the kindest gestures that was made by uh, one of my wife's friends called up and says, do you guys need anything? And my wife told her, can you bring my husband a coffee? Double, double. Oh. And, and that happened. It was like, that made my day. I, I, yeah, I got yeah. to have a coffee. I didn't have to, you know, venture out, quote unquote, illegally to go through the drive through or whatever. Uh, she brought me <laughs> a coffee. It. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Just a simple little thing like a coffee made my day. Yeah. You know? That's so awesome. It's nice to see things like that happening where people help That's each right. other out, you know, where somebody is stuck at home, whether they're single or they're a family and they need groceries or whatever else. It's nice yeah. to see people rising to the occasion and just helping because you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And that's right. Probably you wouldn't have seen that a year and a half ago with anything, right? People just kind of living their lives, doing their own thing and just, you know, everybody fending for themselves. Whereas now that's right. I think everybody's forced to help each other out, which is great. You know, one thing uh, that I've, I've loved about this time is, you know, not just the extra time I've had with my family, but we've really gotten to know our neighbors in a new way. We've, we've been in this Mm -hmm. house for 10 years. And so we already, you know, we know a decent amount of our neighbors. Um, I think our street from beginning, we live in the cul-de-sac, but from here to the beginning of the street, it's probably, I don't know, 25 houses. And my New Year's resolution uh, last year was to learn every name of every neighbor on our street. And I didn't quite get there, so I'm, I've extended it into this year. But um, this last year has has forced us all to really get to know our neighbors. And it's been so... I don't know, uh, encouraging and hopeful because as we've done that, um, what you're saying, you know, those acts of kindness, they start to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. we, uh, we have some neighbors who have chickens and when all this started, um, we, it was hard also, of course the toilet paper was hard to get, but it was also hard here (laughs) for us to get meat and eggs. And one of our neighbors caught wind that we couldn't get eggs and, you know, we, we eat a lot of eggs for breakfast and stuff. And, and the next morning, a carton of eggs just showed up on our front porch. It was our neighbor that had chickens. They just left them. And then um, I can think of, uh, I mean, I could, I could list nine or 10, you know, just sort of everyday mundane examples of neighbors helping neighbors. But I don't know, even a few days ago, we had some work uh, done on some plumbing and there was an excavator in our yard. And anyway, our across the street neighbors happened to just see all this happening and they, 
uh, texted my wife and just basically said, hey, if you guys need to come use our bathroom for the day, feel free. So it's just those little things as you get to know your neighbors. Um, yeah. I have found those acts of kindness start to grow. Uh, and that's just happened in our neighborhood. I'm so thankful that that's been going on here. The uh, my my brother uh, lives uh, fairly like about 45 minutes away from where I am, and he's always been a very outgoing person when he's outdoors. Uh, even before this pandemic, he would go for a run or a walk or or a bike ride or whatever, and he'd be going on the local trails. And uh, he always found that people that were out for a walk or a run themselves were were rather cold um, just because they didn't know him and he didn't know them. So what he started doing was if he'd go for a run or something, uh, he'd start nodding and say, hey, good morning or, or, or whatnot. And uh, it got to the point where everybody kind of knew who he was and they all started saying good morning to each other or good evening to each other. And, oh, how you doing that? And, and starting up very short, but, you know, uh, brief, but, but sincere conversations and, um, probably have, hasn't happened as much because every time now you go for a walk on the sidewalk or one of these trails, everybody kind of steers away to stay six feet away from you. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but there's still a little bit of it. I miss these smiles. You know, when people are wearing masks, you can see their eyes and, you know, your eyes can smile, but I miss the the rest of the face, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's been, you know, a little difficult just getting used to, even if you're in the grocery store, just not knowing you know, not, first of all, not necessarily recognizing somebody right away because you can't see all of them because they're all bundled up and staying safe or whatever. But also just the, you know, the communication, just the face to face communication. I kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah. You know what we I'm need very, is a smart oh. mask that, uh, yes. that will mimic what your actual mouth is doing. There's a little LED screen on the front, you know. That's right. We need That's a smart right. mask. I think so I've seen them out there. listening to this. No, I think, oh, I think somebody's oh, really? made them already. Yeah, I think I saw oh. something like that with the LED lights and stuff. It's kind of weird looking. Actually, quite strange, actually. Yeah. Well, we missed we miss the boat on our uh, on our money-making opportunity to feed our kids here. Uh, so right? Come on. Keep doing those Come lyric on, sheets. Man. Yeah. Exactly. Keep doing the lyric sheets. But who would have thought the face masks would become such a fashion accessory, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Pe- people really go all out with those. Yeah. So. Which is good. I think I'm a huge fan of that, especially when it comes to kids, because wearing those masks suck. But if you can make it fun and interesting, that it just, it, yeah, it works. And my daughter is like, always like, this works with my outfit today. I'm like, yeah, it does, sweetie. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, she always tries to match her outfit with her mask. I'm like, this is great. Just to make it somewhat enjoyable, you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a girl <laughs> thing for sure. That's that's my daughter as well. It really is. It's got to yeah. match. Yeah. You know, I, I, when, when this thing started, I went out and got masks for my kids. Whereas, yeah. uh, when she, you know, was working and stuff like that, she decided, no, she's buying her own masks because they have to match and they have to be a certain right, look right. and whatever else. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, she's got yeah, her yeah, masks, totally. you know, yeah. but yeah, definitely a fashion thing. Uh, you see it at the awards shows, you see it, yeah, uh, just yeah. people walking down the street or, or your coworkers now, just like everything's got to match. Uh, to me, it's just a mask. Can't wait! I can't wait for the day where we don't have to wear them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, yeah, same, same. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the future. Um, uh, obviously, things are looking a little bit more positive. I know. You know, last year Thanksgiving, the talk was, you know, let's let's hunker down and and beat this thing so we can have a decent Christmas. And then Christmas rolls around, it's like, okay, let's hunker down so we can have a good, you know, New Year. And and you keep hearing all this. I'll say I'll say false promises. It's not necessarily anybody's fault specifically because I don't think anybody's right. out there to necessarily uh, make this thing difficult for everybody, right? Um, but I think there is a better, clear end in sight now with a vaccine being out. I know that various countries and um, areas within countries have certain goals to have you know everybody who wants to be vaccinated. Uh, have them, you know, roll up their sleeves by a certain date period. I know in Canada, for instance, they're talking possibly by the beginning of summer um, yep. that that could happen. And I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, Josh. I'm trying to be optimistic because I'd like to think that if that's what's if that's what needs to happen, then come summer, cannot everything be back to the way it was 100%. Maybe not necessarily traveling outside of the country into countries that aren't quite 
uh, up to snuff as far as their vaccinations are concerned. But certainly um, between Canada and the U.S. or uh, just me being able to go to Niagara Falls for the day and not feeling that I'm breaking any rules or uh, going to work without a mask on, you know, that sort of thing. uh, that's what I'm looking for. Is the, is this you know line in the sand saying you know once everybody's been vaccinated, who wants to be vaccinated, we're back at 100 percent, not 70 percent. Like it'd be like Texas, right? Didn't Texas state that they're 100 percent open now? Open now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they did. I want to go back to concerts. Oh man, uh, believe me, I um, the other day uh, this week actually we shot a music video for Undeniable. And um, the the dressing room was a tour bus that was parked outside the little warehouse we were shooting in. And when I um, when I walked onto the tour bus just to for them to like do my makeup and sort of put on the you know outfit I was going to wear and stuff, um, I I started tearing up because I I haven't stepped on a bus in a very long time, and it just mm-hmm. made me oh, it made me long for. The days before this, um, just the sense of normalcy. And then, you know, last night, actually, um, every two weeks, my wife and I volunteer at a um, kind of a worship service for um, adults with special needs. It's at a church here in town, and I play the music at it often. And last night, you know, the weather's starting to warm up here. You know, we've been on Zoom for a year now with our with our friends. And um, last night we met in person at the church under a breezeway outdoors and everybody had masks. And so we did it safely. But my friend um, James came along with me and he played piano while I played guitar. And, and I started to tear up like as soon as we started singing because I haven't played with another musician in over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... Dude, I am so ready. I'm so ready. Uh, and and in the meantime, we'll continue to find ways to to move forward and to to live and take it a day at a time. Because I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I hope that this is the year, and I hope that the vaccines can get us back to normal. Uh, but if I've learned anything in the last year, it's to just sort of hold things loosely and and yeah. and and just really take it a day at a time and try the best I can to be in the moment. And so uh, when I was shooting the music video and sitting on the bus, I just tried to be in the moment and say, you know, God, thank you that I get to do this today. This is something kind of normal for me. And then last night playing music, God, thank you that I get to play music with a friend. This is something I haven't done in a long time. And then when I get to be with my wife and boy, you know, for our picnics, thank you for this. But absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm very hopeful but I'm also holding it loosely because, you know, this last year has been such an up and down that I don't, to me, it feels a little bit risky to like set some kind of date in my mind. Cause if it comes yes. and things aren't back to the way I want them to be, I'll be disappointed. So I, I, right. I guess I'm cautiously hopeful and continually hoping in, um, Jesus and the ability to be content, to learn to be content in any situation, which is easier said than done. You know, do as I do as Jesus says, not as I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, man, I don't know. I'm uh, my wife got her um, her first shot. We, we've we've got some some health issues in our family, and so we we have been so eagerly looking forward to these vaccinations, and she got hers. Uh, last week, and I actually got mine this morning. I, I, in fact, I was gonna. It was it was going a little behind, um, and I was gonna have to text you guys and say I might be late. But I, at, as soon as I they they put the shot in my arm, and I went to go wait my fifteen minutes to make sure there was no allergic reaction, and I just had tears streaming down my face because it was um, at least at least the hope of getting back to some kind of normal. Um, yeah. So, gosh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> The tears going down your face might have just been a side effect, anyways, right? Just make yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I'm terrified of needles, so I could have just been afraid. <laughs> That's right. The truth That's right. comes out. I suppose yeah. the last I guess, little oh. the last little while has really forced creativity, though. Uh, it doesn't matter what industry you're in; it's forced companies to take a look at what they do as a business. And you know, it's probably an overused word now, but that word pivot, where you know they've they're creating a new product that they never created before for you josh it's you know something simple like handwritten lyrics like who would have thought a year and a half ago that that would be a thing 
Oh, I know. I know. And I, I actually, uh, I'm a big fan of seeing all the creative ways people have come up with to continue life and to find ways to, to make fun or, you know, to continue making a living. Um, so yeah, if anything, I do think it's cool that it's sort of kept all of us on our toes. And I think there's going to be a lot of long lasting implications even after the pandemic is over, which would be kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said earlier about being, um, cautiously hopeful is, is really, really key. I'm curious about like, and I know you said you're sort of staying, you're trying to stay away from kind of like thinking about a date of when <laughs> things will change. But I am curious about um, what some of your plans are for, you know, this summer and fall, you know, like, like, yeah. like how is that going to well, work for you? Cause I, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm like, I don't, I need to yeah. do something. I'm trying to figure out yep. what to do. <laughs> so what, what are you, what are you up to? What are you thinking about? He was yeah, thinking of doing something. Music. He wants to, he wants to do something with you, Drew. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, done. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like I said, I'm going to keep doing these backyard shows no matter what. Uh, I've right. had so much fun doing them that uh, pandemic or not, that's going to keep happening. Um, yeah. So until the pandemic is over, it might be um, sort of, you know, hit or miss in terms of just playing normal shows. I actually have a lot, not a lot, but a decent number of outdoor shows that were on the calendar last year. They got moved to this year. So we'll see how those play out. A lot of them are outdoor festivals. Um, and I, I really do feel good about the outdoor stuff. I think that's um, one of the safest environments we can be in. Um, so I'm hoping a lot of those play. I have a few that are indoors. And, um, you know, after I get my second shot, I'm going to feel a lot better about playing those. Um, and my hope is that uh, other folks will... Um, We'll do the same. You know, I'm not here to promote any kind of vaccine or anything. I'm just saying from what I understand, the more of us who get it, the better uh, herd immunity is going to be. And, you know, the, the, the spreading of it will slow. So I hope as all that happens, you know, I, I would I would assume things can kind of get back to normal. But my plan is to just keep playing until then. Keep doing these outdoor shows. Keep writing songs. I got I'm going to release a lot of music in the next year. So I, I am excited about that. The uh, I I I think the uh, the outdoor shows will definitely be uh, the key this summer uh, and the festivals and stuff and I and I I somehow think that from from our persp- our perspective like we're in Toronto so I would like to see things being safe enough where the borders opened up again and the reason why I say that is because um, you know any of these acts that would come up into Canada can't at this point so. Um, you know, we're, we're limited as far as, you know, big type concerts. We'd have to, you know, go down to the States or something to see it, but it'd be nice for it to be working mm-hmm. both ways, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, man. I hope so too. I actually had a show in Canada, uh, that I think was still going to play that last summer, but I just, I couldn't cross the border. So right. yeah, I hope that opens up uh, for exactly the reasons you're saying. Well, Josh, thank you so much for hanging with us. Um, what a privilege to to chat with you just about life. And, and, you know, we didn't really even get much into your specific music, although we alluded to it in some of our little segues and stuff. Uh, you know, mine was intentional. Drew, was was that intentional for you or just? It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean. We don't need to talk about that, though. That, that was then. This well played. Now, right? Well, we don't, well we, we don't necessarily. Oh, I like it. Drew, we don't want to <laughs> fall apart. Right. Oh, guys, you're. This is this is making my day. Dude, here. And that, that was that was okay, bro. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> well, I just you know I, I wanted to borrow it one day at a time. Oh, see now 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 this is going too far. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going too. It's far. actually not going too far. It's, it's actually revolutionary, yes. is what it is. You know what? This just. <laughs> I'm sorry. We could go oh, on my. and on. You're, like, you're letting it fall apart, bro. Just don't look back. I refuse to go on with this nonsense. That's because you're dreaming. Josh Wilson it's has left the line. That's because you're dreaming. <laughs> Drew, it's because you're dreaming small. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Oh, that, was that, that was so good. That, that was so- great. That was great. Josh, thanks again, eh? Hey, thank you guys. Y'all have a great day, and um, thanks for chatting with me. Josh Wilson has left the line. <laughs> that was a nice, pleasant conversation. Just talking about life over the last 12 months specifically, and just on 
some of the creative stuff he's been doing and also just trying to be optimistic about the future, things that he's learned, things that we've all learned really over the last 12 months or so. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes the situation that we're in, but you know, making the best of it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, everybody's had to adapt and, and do things differently. So, you know what? And we say this often, like a lot of times we have these chats and, you know, we're talking about, you know, their, their latest release. It's, you know, we're, we're a stop on their promotional tour. And that's fair. That's, that's mm-hmm. the way the business works. And that's totally fine. And I love those conversations too. But I love things like this where we can chat about just where their headspace is at, where their heart space is at, especially in the times that we're living in. And so it was great just to have like a nice, chill conversation with Josh just about life and where he's at. I think that for me just felt like, again, like we always say, just a conversation over coffee. It was just really, really great to have that hang time with him. I, I appreciate that conversation so much. The conversations I like are the ones where we could just hang over the coffee and also have some laughs. Because we had right. that with Josh. Great sense of humor right. and not taking life too seriously, but also taking life seriously. Right? That's right. So, yeah, great conversation with Josh Wilson on Between the Grooves. If you want to find out more about good old Josh, you can hit him up at his website, joshwilsonmusic.com. You can find all the details and news and music stuff and social media right there. Definitely give him a follow. He is amazing. It is time for artist advice this week from Brandon Murphy. Be honest. Not to suppose that there's more dishonesty than not out there. But I think just be honest, be honest uh, in your creating, you know, and, and then also outside of the creativity, like be honest with yourself. Um, be honest with those uh, who who want to maybe partner with you, like in order to get your art to the world. Um, I just think that's the, the best way to be. And that's um, the way that the, the thing that would please God the most in a in a growingly skeptical world you know our our honesty is going to go farther than anything to in order to connect with them i'm a true believer when it comes to honesty in music especially i mean honesty across the board let <laughs> me say that but honesty in music i think especially growing up that's the one thing i missed in in ccm music that we heard all the happy stuff and we heard some, a little bit of sad stuff, but it just didn't feel genuine and honest to me. It was something that was missing the rawness of life, the realness of life. And so I liked what he said about just being honest in your music, being honest about, you know, where you are at and just, yeah, again, honesty across the board. <laughs> I think it's a very, very key thing in, in music and in light in life and art and business. It's true. It's real. We needed that. Yeah. Great words of wisdom from Brandon Murphy on Between the Grooves. And that is it for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. That just helps us reach more people. That's right. You can find us on social media at Between Grooves on Facebook and Twitter. Definitely check us out, connect with us, follow us, all that kind of stuff. And let's talk about what we can do in the future. Maybe feature guests. Maybe talk about Community corkboard, community corkboard. I just want to sing it one more time. Slip that in there. I did. I did. I did. did. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time on the show. Mm